Cheers. What up, what up, I'm what up, what up? on the liquid death train. Welcome to this edition of Road Trippin' with RJ and Channing. I'm your host, Allie Clifton. Guys, how was the week? How are we? Yeah. Oh, Channing, Busy. how was the week? How was Los Angeles? It was good. Start there. It was good. I was there for one day, (laughs) literal one day, and then uh, the next day I had to work, so it was actually one whole day, twenty four hours, and then got on a plane. So what? 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 Allie is alluding to is uh, she saw via work, via television, that Channing was in L.A. and so she decided to tweet at him. It's like, oh, you're in L.A. and yeah. I didn't I see that tweet till after I got there. I decided to tweet back as the legend is here. Yeah. What's going on? What's going Carlos, on? Carlos, what up? What's up? How you doing, man? What's up, man? I, do, do I have to move my iPad like a different way or is that good? No, no, you're perfect. Okay, Looks okay. phenomenal. What's going on, y'all? What's going on? Okay. Okay. For well, those of you that, you that may not know, um, we have a very special guest joining us. Uh, a little bit more. Arroyo, as Richard, the one man who is always perfect, spectacular on time when it comes to road trip and is directing our guests to be center and making sure that he looks great. <laughs> he looks outstanding. Episode. That is called team- teamwork. Yeah. Uh, Carlos, how are you? Thanks for coming. Good, man. Good. Thank you for having me. Yeah. What's going on? Oh, Congrats we can't call show, it, man. man. We, um, we were just... You ever have that friend that'll like come into town? And then you find out like via social media that they're in town and you're like, oh, okay. Hey, man. Glad, glad to see you were here. Well, I was literally working. I was there. I came in. I saw my brother for dinner. I went to sleep. I woke up. I had meetings. Then I went to work and I had a 530 a.m. flight. back. Wow. wow. So he's flexing that he was busy, right? He's flexing. It's not flex. Some of the stuff I didn't get paid for. Carlos, do you have by the day? that type of, do you have any friends like that? I mean, yes. <laughs> yes. So wait, Are do you, you that guy? Uh, uh, do you consider them uh, your friends? No, that's not me. Okay. If I'm busy, I'm not calling nobody because I'm in and out. You know what I'm saying? Well, yeah. But if I have time, if, if I have time, I'm texting you. Let's go to dinner. You know, let's See? catch up. So, oh. I don't even think I needed a text. I think, or like, I don't even but I would think like that. I would think I you guys are brothers. My bad. I'll say, you know listen, I'll say my bad. I'll say my bad. I didn't know how far our dinner was. Oh, here we go. Here we go. This is actually, like, it was crazy. It was this crazy. information that I was not <laughs> okay. privy to. I'm a, I digress. It's, it's, about, it's about Carlos right now. It's not about Channing. <laughs> Carlos, <laughs> lifetime well, mistakes. It's about yes, Carlos. Well, welcome to our world, Carlos. Welcome to our Thank world and welcome to, to road trip and a retired NBA player, currently the GM of the Puerto Rican national team. Did I get that correct? Yes, I am. Yes. Ooh. And you're also an actor. I mean, I wouldn't call myself an actor. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're a thespian, huh? You've been doing, you've been doing some yeah. acting. Yeah. Some, yeah you're trying man. to get your EGOT. Yeah, oh. yeah man. Uh, uh, it was a, it was truly a, a blessing to be a part of that and, um, I still can't believe it. You know, it was surreal to see myself in the big screen and just to have that opportunity and to be my first opportunity. You know how many actors go to school for that opportunity, you know, to come once in a while, once in a blue moon, you know what I'm saying? To just mm-hmm. work with that cast and the director had the, the opportunity to work with. And he was the one that, you know, that contacted me and, and uh, you know, talked to me about being in this movie. And it just surreal and I, you know i 
I took it very seriously. I was, you know, scared shitless, but, um, you know, at first he called me, he was like, he was like, you know, uh, they wanted me to read for this part. So I was like, you know, um, I've never read for no part. I, uh, you know, I'm in, in a different court, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, and I just didn't feel comfortable. And I spoke to him and I was like, you, you know, I spoke with the casting directors and they were, they wanted me to read for this part. He's like, who told you to read? It's your part. If you don't, if you don't want to read, if you don't want to be in the movie, you're not in the movie. It's your part. So wow. a couple a couple Damn. weeks later, he came he came and he was like, hey, the studio wants you to at least read your part, this and that. So I was like, no, I have no problem. You know, uh, so I read it and he changed my character to be the one that I am in the movie, which is a sergeant. Um, mm. And I was something else. I, I totally forgot, but I was something else. So Some he gave me a bigger part after week. I auditioned. After I audition, yeah, something weird. Okay, first After of all, audition, the movie you know, so. the movie is called The Greatest Beer Run Ever, correct? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yes, ma'am. Okay, yeah. how I've had many of those. <laughs> well, not not like this one. Zach Efron, Zach Efron goes on a journey. He oh, goes on a journey. Yeah, yeah. Ooh, have you seen it, Richard? No, no, no. But I, I I've seen the I've yeah. seen like all the previews. I've read all the stuff about it. Like I like that was. Where it's definitely in the queue once the NBA season stops, you know, the first week. Oh, you yeah, got a lot yeah. of time for extracurriculars, but it, it, it's on the list. I'm looking forward to it. For sure, for sure. Yeah. Zach Efron, uh, Russell Crowe, Bill Murray is in it too. So, oh, wow. it's, it's well, okay, so, so what was, okay, two things, two questions, two part question. One, what was the trippiest like experience of like, I'm actually doing this? And like, obviously, the cast is is crazy. Uh, and then, and then two, it, explain the difference between a focus of like a basketball game and then like a focus of like a really intense set. Like, you know, it's like you guys are like right. in war zones and it's like a really intense set versus and trying to perform. You're trying to like be that right. individual, the same as like on the basketball court. Yeah, well, you know, we as athletes, we only know one way to prepare and that's, you know, watching film going over the scouting report, you know, and it's kind of similar when it comes to, you know, preparing for a script and preparing for a movie set. So um, I took the same approach, uh, you know, took the time to really read my lines, you know, go over them with, you know, my friends or, or my wife, you know, or, or myself, you know, weeks before I actually had to travel, which we filmed in Thailand, filmed in Thailand like a, a year ago. Um, yeah, so um, they approached me. It was it was uh, during COVID that they approached me to do this. So I was supposed to go to New Zealand, and that got canceled. So, and then months passed, you know, uh, by, and then they decided to to film in, in Thailand. But um, I tell you what, it it doesn't matter how much you you know uh, you go over your lines and you practice until you're 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 hearing that action. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Uh, and my first scene was on top of a mountain. And I have a bunch of like soldiers behind me, and it was a helicopter literally like landing on top of a uh, of the mountain. And I was the first one to receive Zach. That was a, our first interaction mm-hmm. in the movie. So as the as the helicopter's landing and he's getting off the helicopter, helicopter, mind you, behind the helicopter, there's like a thousand people like from the movie set and the studio, everybody produ- production, and I'm like. I can't fuck up. <laughs> Can I curse? I'm sorry. No, <laughs> you you're good. Because you 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 all you yeah, want yeah, is you're fine. Pie. You're fine. Yeah, yeah. Fuck you. Fuck you. Yeah. So I said. So I said. Oh my god, man! Don't don't mess it up. Don't mess it up. Don't mess it up. So um, 
you know, because if I mess it up, the helicopter got, has to leave the, the freaking mountain <laughs> yeah. again, and you know, we got to do it all over again. So that was that was nerve wracking. I, I was, you know, I was really concentrating on not, you know, pronouncing the right way and uh, having the right attitude, the character that that I was portraying. It was of a so, uh, sergeant, so you know, I had to be, you know, on top of my game as far as attitude and everything. So um, it wasn't that bad, but you know, right after I, you know, uh, filmed recorded my first scene and you know the director came in you're doing great and zach was very positive and encouraging every time i did something so that made me feel more comfortable but the approach was the same you know uh you know just being responsible making sure you know i want i want to look good i wanted i wanted to do it good so i cared enough to to uh go above and beyond and just uh you know learn everything that i needed to learn mind you i was there for two two and a half months two months and the first two weeks you know, I was in lockdown in the hotel, so I was going over my lines and uh, going through Zoom meetings. It's, you know, we're we're going through training, how yeah. to grab a gun, how, you know, we watch film from the Vietnam War. So we, we went through training before the movie. It was dope. Damn. When it comes Dude, to I, uh, yeah. being able to, and, like, deliver lines. And, and I like, was... And I, sh- I think I'm a little... My part was small. Imagine all those guys that have to be there for, you know... Uh, Three months. Months and months of yeah. filming, you know? Yeah, so. Are you able to like ad lib any of I'm your sorry. lines? You're good. Are you able to ad lib any of your lines or is it all like to the script? All through the script. There was a lady there with a pen and a piece of paper and she would stop the, the scene if, if I miss, you know, I mess one word or a line or something. It was like legit had to be, you know, done how it was. So, uh, but it was dope. That's it was, be, it was does, does that, does that make it, does that make it a little bit, um, following the script like there's not like an an improv like you know we all know like on tele for doing television sometimes you just get up there and you got to kind of wing through it right and i know a movie's not that way but you right. imagine that there is some kind of like flexibility i don't know as an athlete i would be like tell me what to say and i'll deliver those lines versus like hey try it this way try it <laughs> um, this way try it that way yeah, lucky enough, I, I had a, a great director, and uh, it's a dramedy, uh, mm-hmm. and he's um, he directed Dumb and Dumber. He directed, uh, uh, you know, something about Mary, The Green Book, yeah. uh, which won an Academy Award. So he's a he's a big time director, but he's funny as well, and very creative in the moment. You know, he will stop and say, "Oh, you know, the script says one way, but what if we do it like this? You know, let's let's just change this word. Let's you know." So as we went on, he would change. Little things, but not so much. What is uh, one thing that like and it was my first time, Richard? I wasn't trying to wing it or no, no, I, 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 I'm with you. Oh, yeah, no, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Nobody's trying to ask wing you it. to wing it. <laughs> nah, homie, I'm vegan. There ain't no wings over here. <laughs> uh, bad joke, God. That's awful. Yeah, I was trash, <laughs> Channing. Was awful joke. Uh, <laughs> uh, what is one thing like behind the scenes <laughs> that like people don't know? uh about like either how hard it is or like something funny happened or like a behind the scenes story that you got um with those guys um i feel mostly with zach with zach it was it was all my lines were with with zach and and a couple of the other guys um just you know the way he approached every day you know uh filming you know uh how serious he was about his job um he was always very focused and I'm, you know, it's very similar to how we uh, approach the game. And, um, you know, before games, we watching our, 
and reading over our scouting report. I don't know if you guys did that, but I was very, yeah. you know, very serious as far as when it came down to knowing this. I mean, I had some tough coaches, so they were on top of my ass as far as like scouting and you were also a point sure guard. You were also a point guard. And, yeah, yeah. Point guard's a little different. Point, I was out there guard, just to right. shoot. So yeah, like, point guards and quarterbacks have a have a different responsibility <laughs> yeah. of the system. I was big on like tell me yeah. which way to run. Yeah. Right. That that's all I said. <laughs> yeah, no, no. Um, but it, it was a great experience overall. I was I can tell you I was nervous every day. Um, even though I felt comfortable one day of filming, the next day I I knew I you know I could fuck up, you know, in in in, in any way. So but it was a great experience just being in Thailand. Um, on days off, I would go play golf by myself and uh, walk around the city. Uh, I was in three different cities, which allowed me to, you know, just uh, get to see the culture and, and go out there and try the food. And I was by myself, so I was uh, I had time to do all those things. You know, I wasn't with my kids or my family, so it was pretty dope. Tell us one mistake. Tell us one mistake. <laughs> tell us one. Tell us one. One. You're yeah. like you definitely fuck. did. <laughs> we all yeah. Tell, tell us one. Uh, so there was one part that uh, Zach and another actor were going back and forth, back and forth, like a minute and a half without fucking up. And then <laughs> they stopped and there was a huge silence. And I was supposed to be the one saying something at that part. And and they looked at me and the director said, stop, what happened? Carlos, you forgot. And I was like, oh shit, I totally blacked out. I was watching that. I was entertained. I was like, you know, I was like, these guys haven't messed up for like a minute and a half, like back and forth, back and forth. And I'm looking at them I'm like, oh shit, it was my bad, my bad. Yeah. But I, I, I really didn't mess up that much, man. Um, you know, it wasn't like I had a lot, of, like a minute and a half of lines, you know. Yeah. Or nothing like that. So obviously, but, uh, the, I movie, didn't, I didn't fuck up that the movie, the movie, I represent the NBA. No, 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 yeah. no, no, no. Wait, wait, no, it's it's just because like we all, there's always one mistake. There's always one like again, you get stuck watching fucking actors doing some elite level shit and you just get stuck watching them you're like oh shit like i zoned out like yeah i'm working right yeah that that's yeah. fucking that that's understandable yeah. that's how i was in the finals yeah. Yeah. i was like oh shit <laughs> yeah, i'm working yeah. well not really but well played Jane. i was watching <laughs> yeah. lebron like damn i say he better not put me in i say he better not put me in this bitch as fast as they're moving carlos today's day and age obviously social media is so big as well were you like once it aired were you one of those people too that like went to social media or wanted to know like what people thought were you curious were you nervous about how like even your part would be received does that play an element too yeah, yeah, uh, of course, because you just never know what what other a door might op be opening. You mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? So uh, I think social media allows you to have a, the platform where you just showcase showcase everything you're doing. Uh, you know, uh, post basketball. You know, and and uh, and it has opened doors for me. You know, just working with different people and and doing different businesses and allowing myself to just grow in that area. So doing music as well has opened a lot of doors for me uh um so you know i am I, you know promoting the shit out of that movie i did promote the shit out of that movie until you know i didn't want it to bore my fans my fan base without it but uh with with the whole you know everything that came out but and i was proud i was proud you of, of being what uh i am curious because i don't know about the rest of these guys uh i've been to puerto rico a couple times uh stayed at dorado beach i have some close friends that stay out there uh, what is your favorite part of Puerto Rico? And if you had somebody to come visit, where would you tell people to visit? 
Yeah, uh, um, I'm from the east side of the island, man. A, a small town, Fajardo. Uh, born and raised there until I was 18 years old. Then I, you know, came to school in Miami. I went to school at FIU. I played against Richard. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it was my first year, my second year in college. Mm-hmm. Uh, we played against each other. Um, and met my wife in school and stayed in Miami ever since. You know, my whole family's in Puerto Rico, so I go and visit there uh, every summer, uh, aside from working with the national team. So I'm always in and out of Puerto Rico. But I live in Miami. I made my life in Miami and I and, uh, have three be- beautiful kids. And uh, my oldest actually uh, plays volleyball. She committed to Dayton University. Okay. She actually, uh, okay. I think I spoke to Richard. I sent you a message or something. Yeah. 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 They, she got invited. She was being recruited by Arizona. We went over there oh. and, uh, and, you know, we did a little camp, a little private camp and everything. And it didn't work out. They didn't continue to follow, but. It, it was it was fine. It was something that she was, you know, she had to go through that process. And as we but we're, we uh, we committed today, so we're very excited about that. Um, yeah. So Carlos, I'm born uh, and raised but, in know, Ohio. Going, going back to what you were saying, Shen. I have family. Oh, really? I have family in Dayton. I went on a recruiting visit to Dayton uh, to play for the Flyers. I obviously I went a different route. I played at the University of Toledo. Having said that, though, I'm a big fan of your daughter. I've never even met her. I'm excited. That's awesome. I love hearing that. And I heard she's a district champ already too <laughs> over the weekend. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Congrats. She's doing well, man. Uh, extremely proud. Uh, extremely proud of her. And uh, looking forward to, you know, seeing her next step, you know, in her college career. So we know how exciting that is. So, uh, but going back to what Shani was saying, I think Dorado is the place, man. Dorado is a beautiful place. Uh, has really nice resorts, golf courses, nice restaurants. I mean, you can't go wrong with going to San Juan. You know, you go to Puerto Rico, you got to stay in San Juan for a couple of days. And from there, you can kind of like cruise on to go uh, wherever you want. This episode of Road Trippin' is brought to you by Mendy. Mendy offers a line of safe and trusted hemp-derived CBD products. And I cannot skip out on the fact that it is a women-owned company. I know what you're thinking, Allie. Wow, you've never sounded this hype when you're doing these reads. Well, it's because I had a full night's sleep last night. Before bed, I took some of Mindy's sleep tincture and slept through the entire night. I woke up with a ton of energy and was ready to roll, even though I've been traveling nonstop and hosting NBA studio shows almost every day for the past few weeks. Mindy's products are all natural for pain, sleep, stress, and energy. With Mindy, you have a choice between full spectrum and no THC. Mindy is a safe, inclusive choice if you're new to CBD. And oh, did I mention they're women-owned? Some things are worth saying twice. Listen up, Road Trippers. You can save 30% off your first Mindy purchase with this exclusive offer. Just enter the promo code ROADTRIPPIN at checkout. That's 30% off your first Mindy purchase when you enter the promo code ROADTRIPPIN at checkout today. We're going to go back in time. Like I said, you've had a heck of a you've had a heck of a couple of months. Drop this movie. The Redeem documentary comes out. Right. For all you guys don't know, Carlos was one of the first people to really dis- dismember uh, that 04 Olympics team. Oh, I remember. Uh, wrong word. First game of, of yeah, the Olympics. And, and no, no, dismember is is what he, they did. They disemboweled us. It was it was they gutted us. It was it was it was all of the Jeffrey Dahmer things that you guys have been. Wow. Oh, edit what? It's the number one movie on Netflix. And you guys want to. It doesn't mean it's right, Richard. Edit. Oh, 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 I'm sorry. Sorry for offending people. (laughs) I'm Uh, sorry. Yeah. 
Yeah, try try being old enough actually, to remember it in real time, people. Jeremiah, <laughs> actually leave that in. You're right. Leave that in for Richard. You're right. Yes. Just, I do not just, agree though, but leave it in. I, I do not. I back first to, of all, back to Carlos dememberating of the Team USA <laughs> and what he did to Team USA. So obviously, like you know, we like everybody on Team USA knew you, right? Because you know. Like you're you're a part of that crew, but they didn't. We didn't know a lot of the other players that were playing on the Puerto Rican national team. When you guys destroyed us, take me through that because, like, you literally, if we we were looking around and like you were killing us. Like you guys were having like the game of your lives, and I don't mean that to be disrespectful because you guys were a very very good team, but y'all were whooping us like we looked like we were should be like high school players. It was like we didn't know what we were doing. It was. It was bad. Like, but take me through that moment because I know it was a great moment, like for, for you. It was a great moment for your country. But like take us through that because I was on one side of it, so I want to hear the other side. Um Yeah, like you said, you know, we, we were we had the best game, you know, we, we had the game of our lives. Uh I think uh to this day, um all of us are very fortunate to have been a part of that moment because it it carries so many people, you know, um, especially in, in our little island. Um, the number one sport is, is basketball. And every time the national team, you know, has a tournament, everybody's like glued to the TV. And you just feel so much pride um, in representing the, you know, the people of Puerto Rico, uh, especially uh, with the last couple of years with everything that we've been, you know, battling hurricanes and uh people losing their homes and uh, just, just a lot, you know, uh, the people of Puerto Rico are very proud of, of, of that team. And that summer um, we scrimmaged you guys, I think three or four times. Um, I mentioned it the other day in, a, in an interview that I had with the Bleacher Report. And I remember uh, Larry, Larry Brown asking our coach, you know, before the games, they would talk at half court and he would tell us, he said, you know, Larry, because we would scrimmage, I think we scrimmage one one time uh, where we had like uh, people could come watch the game. I think it was in Tampa or where was it, Richard? I don't remember where it was. Jacksonville. What? I think he's in mute. You're oh. in mute. You're in mute, Richard. Oh, thank you. Oh, it was Jacksonville. No, my mic is messed up. I have fixed oh. my mic. It was, it was Jacksonville. in Jacksonville. And then the other games, it was it was at closed doors. And so Larry asked us to not play zone you know, to play one, you know, man to man. So, uh, you know, our coaching staff really prepared, you know, for that game and said, you know, we're going to play just boxing one, you know, just have one guy in front of Tim and then everybody else in the box. That was literally what we oh. did. And then aside from that, you guys kind of, you know, you lost your, your confidence after, you know, those shots weren't falling. We were kind of like daring you guys to shoot. Uh, yeah. You know, we Richard shoot. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and then trash. Uh, <laughs> but yeah. uh, we we yeah. really got Shots lucky terrible. because if, if those shots, you know, would have fallen, would have you know, you guys would have been hot that night or whatever. It, you know, our game plan would have been shit. You know, it would not work. So <laughs> it was like, uh, how do you say that's what we want in in Spanish? <laughs> that's what we want every time Richard shoots it. Incoming, uh, everything, all in Spanish. Richard didn't know what they were talking no, mad it, shit every time he shot. Nah, that it, but it wasn't only Boop. it wasn't only Richard, man. Uh, they were all like scared to shoot. 
even Melo. Melo wasn't himself. You know, uh, I mean, Ooh. you know, Melo, Melo well, was... It, it, and- no, the, the thing I was going to say is like people need to understand like Melo, like Melo was what? What was he? Night 20? You know, so it was like we look at the Hall of Fame Melo. We look at the Hall of Fame Bron. Like we, you you know, you look at like Amari, but them dude, they weren't D Wade. Like they weren't them. Like now when they show back up in 08, they were a bunch of fucking grown men. They were a bunch yeah. of grown men in 08. They was ready to play. But no, I look, this is what I remember. We had struggled throughout like getting ready for the Olympics and even playing against you guys. Look, I'll keep my opinions about, you know, look, I didn't perform, but I think down the line, USA basketball coaches included, you know, probably didn't perform at the highest of levels. Like, again, you're like playing, even just talking to you now, you're like, wait, we're playing against a team, but you really want them to just play man to man because you want to work on something. And it's like, well, we probably should have been working against zones and stuff like that because teams were going to force us to shoot, right? Just, again, like, were we prepared? Probably not, right? Did you guys fucking whoop our ass? Yes, you did. But it set the tone mm. for the rest of the Olympics. Bro, we were sitting there like, honestly, we were holding on. i never forget, like, Tim Duncan after the game, after we played you guys. So I looked back at him and I was like, so what do you think? He goes, <laughs> <laughs> he goes, Honestly, if we can make it out of this thing with a medal, I'll be happy. <laughs> Damn. Damn. I, bro, because, wow. like, you got to be realistic about the situation that you're seeing in front of you. And it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. we were the youngest team that the U.S. had ever sent, right? Like, Carlos, like, you talk about the national team. Like, all of you guys have played together. You've known each other. Like, yeah. you've been doing stuff. I was meeting LeBron for the first time. Hey, nice to meet you. D-Wade, nice to meet you. Amari, nice to meet all of these guys I was meeting for the first time except for Tim and AI. The other nine guys I never knew, never met, and they were all in like their first, second years. So it was like you'd only played against them once or twice in the league. If you're Eastern Conference, I'm Western Conference, I played against Carmelo one time. So I don't know him. And then three weeks later, we're expected to go and get play against the best teams in the world that have guys that have been training together for summers and years together. With a like, whole set the, of rules that like yeah. absolutely oh, okay. nullify one-on-one basketball. Right. Sucks. Oh. Right. I mean, that's the, we, that's the thing where like international ball is like, yeah, you got one-on-one guys. That's fine. <laughs> Fuck that. Okay, here come this zone. Yeah. Here come this zone. You better pass that bitch. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And that's what's crazy. Richard didn't want to pass it. That's why he <laughs> booped that ass. <laughs> No, I think I think it's you know uh, uh, a mix of a lot of things. I think you know uh, for you guys it was the first time you know, playing in that type of format. Um, the beauty of of FIBA it's that you know you have to come together in such a short amount of time and be a team. You know what I'm saying? And those guys they struggle. They were young. They didn't mm-hmm. understand you know uh, what representing maybe USA what is what it was about. All of them, you know, everybody has to sacrifice a little bit to be able to become a team and. Um, and I think you guys failed as well, thinking that, you know, your NBA players, you know, we got this, you know, this is, this is piece of, piece of cake. You know, we, we're going to leave out of here. We got Tim Duncan, we have AI with, and de- names really don't play. You have to come together as a team. Um, and like Shannon said, it's just a different set of rules. And we were used to those type of rules and playing with that ball. That ball is different. You know, when you're sweating and that ball is just slippery, you don't, you're not used to it. You struggle. Oh, that ball is. I hated that ball. <laughs> and you like struggled. that's what. But that was again. Like we, 
when they do the USA select now, now they get guys, they train with those balls. They like work out together. They learn their system. Like we're learning the same system. We're learning a system and learning your teammates all within a couple right. of weeks period before going out. And then you add those, I don't know, it was molten at the time. Those <laughs> balls, I promise you, like for NBA and, and Carl's, NBA is different. Yeah. No ball will touch that court, an NBA court, maybe practice court. No ball will touch that court unless it's actually been like broken in and worn through and left. Yeah. Like none of us would shoot with it. The referees wouldn't even pick one of those balls. In European basketball, they will unbox that bitch and toss it. <laughs> Literally. Literally. Yeah. Ball must have been slippery as shit. Am I, Carlos, am I lying? No, you're not lying. A lot of times I had to go to, you know, half court. And I will have my equipment manager give me that little thing that you put on the ball to, you know, uh, put some air on it. And I will take air out yeah. of it so I can have more grip of the ball. Because if not, it would just it would have been a disaster throughout the whole game. But it was a disaster for us throughout the whole game. But <laughs> but it was like again, you were we were trying. There were so many things that were flawed, and you guys definitely the two losses obviously was to you guys and then to Argentina in the, in the medal rounds. Like those were the ones that I remember that sting the most. Uh, but that, that Puerto Rico one really, it hurt the most because people were on us from the fucking start yeah. to the finish. And it was just like, I, I think we, yeah, was, we got hungrier. Uh, um, when we saw like, there was a, there was a time when somebody was shooting a free throw. And uh, there was like three or four of us at half court, and we we're talking about you guys' body language, and that's that's one of the the things that I remember the most. When I think it was our captain Jose Ortiz, the center, he said, "Look at their faces," you know, and we would look at your bench and you guys, and you, you guys were just distraught. You couldn't believe it. And I remember being halftime. I think we were up by twenty one, and it was total silence in our locker room. Like nobody could believe it. We couldn't believe it. We were up by 21. You know, I was more scared being up by 21 than when you guys made a run and when you got close up to, I think it was nine points. I was shitting in my pants being up by 21. 21, you got to protect your lead. You got to make sure, you know. Uh, yeah, the pressure is all on yeah. you. Now the pressure is now on you. That's a different right. place. Right. So, so it was, it was, it was uh, definitely a game that, you know, allowed us to grow. Uh, beating you guys, we really thought we were going to win the Olympics. I ain't going to lie to you. I said, we well, you USA. We got this. And next day, I think like, it was. Well, USA was trash. Yeah, and I was going to ask you. Lithuania brought us back to earth. Yeah, Lithuania whooped our ass too. Lithuania whooped us. They whooped us early on too. Say, how did that one win against USA change? Whether it was just the, that time or just in general with Puerto Rican national basketball? Oh, amazing! We we started getting sponsors, you know, left and right. Um, to this day, we, we uh, Nike is our family. Uh, back then we had back then we had N one. I don't know if you remember, Richard. We had N one. All those yeah. big, you know, uniforms. Um, but it just opened the doors for, for me personally. It just allowed me to, to grow on, outside of the game, you know, more and more. You know, I started working with, you know, big name brands in Puerto Rico. So it just changed our lives completely. Well, man, I'm happy for you. You know what I'm saying? And again, it was, it, it was, it was always all, all love, but it was just like, I'll never forget that shit. It, it sucks. So I haven't watched the Redeem. Like, you haven't? I haven't watched it, I haven't watched so it yet good. now. Because again, there's some there's some things that like even people are telling me and it's like 
there is a whole nother story. And I was like, if I watch it and I start saying like, well, wait a second, guys, let me let's let, let's talk about how we got to the redeem spot a little bit more, because do you remember in the Tournament of Americas? Do you remember that when we had to go qualify the in summer Vegas. before the election? Uh, no, 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 no. It was in Puerto Rico. We played in Puerto yeah, Rico. Yeah, 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 yeah. With, it uh, was in T-Mac Puerto Rico. And, uh, and all that. It was T-Mac. It was Vince. It was Jason Kidd. It was Bibby. Like, Carl Malone was on that team. Our t- that team was stacked. That team won the Tournament of Americas to go to the Olympics. Then nine guys leave that team and say they're not coming. And then they bring in all of the young guys like, you know, me and Braun and A and and D-Way, Carmelo, all, all of us. And all of us show up like a couple weeks before the Olympics and try and figure it out. Man, that was a fucking <laughs> recipe for disaster. I was like, what? They wouldn't no no national team would ever do that again, what they did in 04. Yeah. Ever. So we appreciate Carlos. You guys were a big step into us getting our shit together, <laughs> right? Right. So we appreciate that. I'm glad that like you guys got to benefit from it, and we learned to fucking not bullshit. I was gonna say when you watch the redeem team, Carlos, are you like, wow? Like when you yeah. see everything that they did that after that to make sure that it wasn't a repeat of that. Yeah, I don't want to ruin it for Richard because he hasn't seen it. But you can ruin it. I was there. <laughs> he lived. No, it. but the, you weren't there for the redeem team. Um, yeah, but yeah, just watching it, uh, it brings a lot of memories, you know, and just to think that you were a part of that, uh, you know, change the game in so many ways, uh, for the, for future generations back home, uh, is a great feeling, uh, anytime you can, you know, inspire those, those kids growing up and, and have the people really respect what you do when you wear that uniform, it's, it's great. You know, we, we do it for the love of the game and for the love of our people, the national team, doesn't pay your house, you know, doesn't, you know, uh, you don't have a salary. You just do it for the love of, of, you know, just representing your country. That's awesome, man. Uh, Channing, I want you to tee him back up and kind of transition us back and reset the question that you had, um, bringing it to today's NBA. But before uh, we do so, um, I want to take a quick second just because we need to share with you guys about a product that we are partnered with, that we love, we take every single day. Carlos. Maybe you know about this as you're drinking and sipping on that vino. Looks wonderful. Um, it is Athletic Greens AG1. Um, it is one of our favorite things that we like to take every single day. Um, it's all about better immune systems, energy, et cetera. We're tired of taking pills. It's just one scoop of AG1 and eight ounces of water. Obviously, it helps with, um, as I just mentioned, the clarity, energy, uh, feeling better on the daily. And it's packed with 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source, superfoods, and even probiotics. Um, it's efficient. It's easy. You can do it on the go. So to make it easy for you, Athletic Greens is going to give you one free year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D, five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash and take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional assurance today. Again, go to athleticgreens.com slash and get started today back to the pod Channing that being said that being said uh no no my question was I saw you were watching the uh jazz uh Pelicans game and we just got done watching obviously Allie works for Spectrum she she had to watch that Lakers game and I live in Portland so I chose to watch Portland's game uh so where what is your early thoughts way too early predictions thoughts on this season and maybe if you got a hot take, like a good hot take. 
right? Not like uh, not, a, not like one of yours. Not like one of yours, Channing. Uh, I've had some good ones. You just don't hear about the good ones. They don't want those. They want something, you know, you know crazy. They want me to talk crazy on here. I'm tired of it. Okay. First of all, uh, I have to see the Pelicans because I got my young boy Jose Alvarado. He's a part of our national team, so I'm always awesome. yeah, man. Uh, you know, he of, is fun to watch. He's fun to watch. He got a lot of he got a lot of energy. He causes so much havoc. I forgot who they played a night ago. He was ruining people's lives. They couldn't even bring the ball up the court. Yeah, it was like I haven't seen. You know, everyone's NBA players. I, that little sneak behind the thing, you would think that's <laughs> on the scouting report. And he got two people with that still. Yeah, man. And then he just is just the energy is wild defensively. But anyways, keep going. I'm gonna leave yeah, you. shout out to him, man. <laughs> A great kid. Uh, very proud of representing his roots. Uh, so I'm, I'm excited to see, you know, uh, what the future uh, holds for him as, as far as, you know, the Pelicans and the national team as well. He's still young, learning, hungry, humble. So that's all you can ask for, you know, from when you're a young guy and with the story that he has, you know, coming from the G League and just taking advantage of that, his opportunity last year. Um, so I'm very proud of, of his growth. Um, but, I mean, what take you guys want to know? I mean, I don't know, man. I watch the games. I'm no, a man. Man. First of all, you're a GM, bro. You're a GM. You're watching basketball through the lens in a very, Let's do very the way too, way too early season predictions. Let's talk okay. about the West. Who do you have coming out of the West? Who do you have coming out of the East? Oh. Who do you like? See, 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 Allie's the host. No, That's why The Allie West, for sure. For sure, Golden State. I, I think, you know, they're the mm-hmm. team that, you know, right now, you know, it's, it's a long season, but as of right now, they, they're the, the most fun to watch. And, uh, you know, they look, you know, very uh, united when it comes to playing on both sides of the court. Uh, very unselfish team. Um, what I like about Golden State is that, you know, they won four and they still hungry for more. They don't play like they're, you know, they're the champions. And, you know, they play like they're the ones, you know, that, that want to protect their legacy and um, continue to, you know, earn championships for that franchise, which is incredible. Um, it looks just like a team, you know, it, it's, they're, they're very fun to watch. Um, I feel bad for Braun, man. I played with Braun in, in Miami. <laughs> <laughs> I played with Braun in Miami and you guys play with Braun. Um, you know how serious he is about the game. You know how determined yeah. he is about winning. He cares. Um, and I know he's struggling. I know he has to be struggling in that locker room. Um, he's putting on the great face of being a professional. And, and you know, and, but you, you know. anybody that knows him, they know. They know. They know. Yeah. So um, I don't think he deserves what he's going through at this point in his career. Uh, um, but I would say, you know, he's a great leader. Uh, hopefully he turns things around over there. I don't think. Um, as far as, you know, Westbrook, I don't think it's the right fit with that team. Um, from the beginning, you know, I, I believe he wasn't the, the right fit. You know, I think, you know, uh, Bron needs some shooters around him and some slashers and, and players that, that really understand their roles. Um, Westbrook needs to board the ball in his hands, I would say, 80% of the time to be able to be Westbrook. Um, and at this point in his career, I don't think he's willing to sacrifice 80% of his game you know, for, to win a championship. And, and that's something that he himself has to, you know, um, uh, allow himself to see. And I don't, I don't see it happening, you know. Uh, but I, I think Golden State would repeat. 
if you know you're asking me, I think Golden State will repeat. Uh, I like the Pelicans, a young team, hungry. Um, they're still trying to figure out how to you know work now with Zion, which will take them a little bit. Uh, I don't know. I mean, Utah is always a team that you know everybody talks about, but it, it seems like they run short. You know, when it comes to a point where in the playoffs where you know they don't get over the hump. Um, the same with Portland. Uh, I like Dallas. Dallas. I think for Dallas to be successful, I think Luca has to, you know, be a little bit more responsible with playing defense and doing other things. Um, but I like his game. I like his game a lot. I like Luca's growth has been amazing at such a young age to, to just take control of the game like he does. It's just amazing. And, and nobody can nobody can rush him. He goes at his own pace. You can pick him up full court. He will go at his own pace. It's it's amazing. Like. <laughs> If, yeah. You know he's gonna yeah. go to his left, the left <clears throat> wing, step back left, and shoot a three every time. Mm-hmm. Nobody can stop him. Yeah. Uh, what about that, the Clippers? I like the Clippers. Who? I like the Clippers. Um, I think I think the you know we'll see how you know how how healthy you know Kawhi stays throughout the year, um, and hopefully you know uh, John Wall can can be that X factor on that team, you know that third voice offensively. Uh, I'm not in love with the Clippers. I think it's, you know, as the Clippers is okay, you know, is a team that it, it really doesn't put a lot of threat if I'm picking, you know, the Golden State Warriors to win it. Um, outside of that, I don't know. Maybe I'm missing somebody, but. Uh, no, that was pretty thorough. No, no, no. There's three teams. There's three teams. I, 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 don't, I don't think the, the Suns. The 0-3 Philly. I don't think. The 0-3 Philly. Oh, you were just you, in the West. Yeah. Oh, my bad. Right. Yeah. I don't think. No, no, that's it. Yeah. That's it. The Suns, that's it. That uh, ain't nobody else. There we go. Okay, so now Channing, take him to the east. <laughs> yeah, go ahead. Well, he gonna he gonna take himself. Um, in the east. So you got Boston, Philly, Milwaukee, uh, Boston, looks, Brooklyn. Boston looks great. Boston looks great, man. And, and Brogdon, I'm, I'm gonna tell you what. I'm gonna tell you what. Uh, young new head coach. He, he's demanded respect. You can tell, and the way he talks to them. You know, it starts in the locker room. You guys know that. Um, you know, you got to follow one leader and, it, you know, you respect that voice, that one voice, it, it, it's going to become contagious when it comes to, you know, being disciplined about everything you do on the court. And he seems like he's very disciplined from, you know, the day you prepare for the game until after the game, after the last speech you give to your team in the locker room. You know what I'm saying? And he's young, but he's, yeah. he, he looks like they respect him. You know, I'm young, but, you mm-hmm. know, he demanded that. And, and I think they're going to go, they're going to go far, obviously. Um, uh, Miami, I love Miami. You guys know I'm from here. Uh, and I go to games and everything. And, you know, I just think, I don't know, man. I hate to see that Kyle is not the same Kyle. You know what I'm saying? And, yeah, yeah, yeah. and they they uh, depend a lot. On, uh, and so much of him, you know, his three-point shooting and his consistency hasn't been, you know, what we've seen in the seen in the past, so I, I think they'll struggle because they need they need Kyle to play at a top level, man. You know, uh, Adebayo is going to be Adebayo. Uh, you know, uh, Butler is going to be Butler, and then you know, Hero is going to be Hero coming off the bench, which he said he's been the most consistent player that we've had so far. Um, Philly, I don't like Philly. <laughs> well, no Philly don't like themselves. I don't like Philly. I think <laughs> three. I, I think Philly at times plays too soft. You know, uh, I think, you know, look at Embiid. Embiid had forty and thirteen last night, and it didn't translate 
with a W. It didn't. Their numbers are not translating to winning. You know, uh, so I, and if they think going back to the one-on-one and allowing, you know, James to dribble the ball a thousand yeah. times, it's, it's just not going to work. It's not going to work, you know. Dude, uh, James got in shape. James got in shape and then went like back towards like that harder version of basketball. Yeah. He's like, all right, guys, I got my, I got my game back. Let me go back <laughs> to like, yeah, you know what? If you watch them, basketball. it's hard. Like, so Thibel doesn't play because offensively they need drop dead shooters, right? Like a guy like PJ who will just stand in a corner, play 40 minutes and get four shots. And three of them are threes. Like you can't, their offense kills them defensively. And then in the game, if you watch, their bench is trash. Like, their bench, you're like, okay, give me something, Montrez. Nothing. Because all he does is stand there, and then defensively, he's not the best. So, now the teams go at him, and then Doc's like, man, get out. Yeah. Like, and you're and you're playing Joel Embiid 40 minutes, and he has plantar fasciitis. And I'm you like, hey, him 40 yo, minutes three games into the season? Come on. Yeah. And that's what I'm saying. It's like, he, you're, you're trying to make everyone happy Instead of saying, this is how we're going to win. This is how we're going to play to win. Like, uh, Maxi is a good player. Obviously, Harden is Harden, and Embiid is an MVP. And they just play me too ball. Yeah. They play like your turn, my yeah. turn, your turn, yeah. my turn. And then people are just running motherfucking laps. <laughs> yeah. Not getting to touch the ball. They're, they're very predictable. Very predictable, you know. Uh, mm. and, and it's surprising because, you know, Doc is a great coach. You would think it would be a little bit more structure in, in that offense and, and the way they play, but it's I don't I don't like you know what they're showing uh, this far you know uh, early in the season and and Brooklyn I don't know man who knows don't do it to yourself don't do it who to knows? yourself I don't mean, they are the most undisciplined team I have oh. ever watched and I'm oh. I'm so I, that I'm, many I'm so disappointed because wild. I'm such a big fan of how how you know how unbelievably great Steve Nash sees the game you know what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. And uh, how eloquent he is when he speaks about the game and uh, the way he was as a player. And to see this this team being so undisciplined is just it's hard to watch, man. Um, and it's sad because you know I have Steve Nash as one of the great minds of our game, you know. So uh, and maybe it's not him. Maybe he's you know giving directions and and uh, leading that team, and they're doing whatever the fuck they want on the court. You know, I was gonna uh, say, is this fifty-fifty? Is this fall on the players? Does it, it, it could be fall a on the better. staff? I would, I, I would say it would be more, you know, seventy thirty. You know, when you hear a guy say from, from the moment they were saying about hiring Steve Nash, saying we don't need a coach, you already know. You know, uh, <laughs> you already know, and 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 that's very unprofessional to say something like that. You know, uh, about a you know a coach or, or anybody it could be steve nash or it could be a coach you know um his first couple of years and you know he signed to to, to the nets and you just don't say nothing, things like that you know you, uh, you go to battle together and you lose and you win together so i might be old school but that's just the way i think and nothing wrong with that we, Rich we said it. don't that. do it to yourself don't do it to yeah. yourself don't, don't <laughs> no. yeah don't do it to yourself so what about, uh, what about milwaukee the they look a little yeah different. milwaukee i oh, mean look, milwaukee's solid i mean we we know what we're gonna get with milwaukee solid. great coaching uh and you know Giannis is extremely responsible when it comes to being a leader for that team and just setting the tone and leading by example you know the ways he the way he plays he prepares the way he sees the game how how respectful he is to the game and to to other 
players, elite players, the way he speaks about LeBron, you can see in the way he talks. There was uh, there was an interview he did this summer that he was talking about, um, you know, he was saying something. And I was like, this kid has grown so much since he landed in, in the States. He's The way he sees the game nowadays is, is, is different, you know, and, and I just love his his leadership. Uh, he's, he's a great guy, and, and you can tell he, he – he loves winning and he cares about the game and his teammates and, and cares about what who he represents for that franchise. So is he the best player in the world? Is he the best player in the world? Um, I just feel for me to be the best player in the world, you have to do so many things good. You know what I'm saying? Um, he's, he's one of the great players, you know, uh, but I think you, you need to be good at shooting. You need to be good at, passing, shooting off the dribble, posting up, uh, you know, um, making others better. And I think, I think all the players have some type of, you know, uh, weakness, you know, uh, but the most dominant right now. Yes. I think he, hmm. he's more dominant than anybody in the league right now, I would say. Oh, for sure. Uh, yeah. but you know, I don't know. I could be wrong. I could be wrong. So uh, you think Jokic is the best <laughs> based on what you just said? Which is not that I believe that, or somebody could argue me, and I'd be like, "Okay, you he make is a the point." Time MVP. I know, and I'm just saying, but like, no one else is top ten in almost every single category, right. and does everything. Like, is a point guard, is a center, finishes, leads his team in rebounding, blocks, assists, points. Like, we used to see I that mean, from Braun. Now you see it from a white guy from Europe, yeah. and everyone's like, "Ew." Yeah. <laughs> It's a good discussion. It's a good discussion. I, I appreciate all of their games. Uh, every one of them have something different that we we appreciate and and uh, and see, you know. But just to to say that one player, which is you know, Bron used to do it so so well and so easy. You know, we used to think it, you know the game is so easy to him, but um, Luca is amazing. I think Luke is amazing, nice. but he just takes so many plays off of defense and, you know, he's complaining with the ref and asking for calls. <laughs> to me, that drives me crazy. He could be so much oh, better, yeah. man. He could be so much better. Yeah. He's exhausted. Which is crazy. Which is crazy. He's exhausted he's already. He's so much better. Exactly. So Dude, he has no help. He has absolutely no, no help. help. I watched him versus the Suns. You think he has help, just like, Richard? No, Richard, you think he has help? I think luca has enough to be dominant like again like no no no. i'm saying he i don't think he has like i don't think he has like obviously he doesn't have all-stars around him correct but i don't think he has he don't have like a team around him where he's like fuck i gotta go to battle with these guys no he got no, like no, no, no. he's got some dudes he's out there feed like a whole family that's fine, but that's also the way he likes to play make no, no mistake true. that's part of the reason why they put these guys around him is to like Luca's going to have the ball for 98% of the time. And Jake has been trying to get the ball out of his hands more because he knows that that's key to their success, but he just don't have players that he should be giving the ball to more. Right. You know, like Spencer Dinwiddie's doing something Christian Wood, we'll see, but yeah, I don't think he has like, he doesn't have that Robin help yet. He doesn't have that second guy. He doesn't have that, but he don't have guys like, I'd rather go to battle with his squad than with the than than Braun with the Lakers. Oh, for sure. Oh, all day, every day. All right, here's a question. You we since you kind of diverted who who you think is the best. If you had a hundred dollars and had to go see one game to go see a team or a player, who would that be right now? 
Steph. A hundred percent. You're going to go to Golden State. Yeah. It's a great show. I'm going to tell you this. It's a Steph, I Steph. went there opening night. Steph. That boy, that third quarter, he just said, click, click, click. Turn that grill on. What? It was you know, why, you know, Carlos. He's, I've seen his growth. You know, uh, I have ties with, with Steph. I, I, my first year in the league was with uh, Toronto. Uh, and I had an, I was in an amazing team. Vince in his prime. Uh, Kimo Laiwan. Uh, Del Davis. Um, Del Curry. So I played with his dad. He got some vets. I played with his dad. Mm-hmm. And Steph was like maybe 12. Him and his brother used to shoot after practice with us and stuff. So, you know, I have I have, I have that bond with him. So, uh, yeah, awesome. last time I saw him, I was like, remember when you were a kid? And so, uh, but I like I like his, his game. I, I, <gasps> you know, I like, uh, bless you. Jeez, <laughs> Chad. It's dusty in that closet, huh? <laughs> it's a room. Yeah. It's a room. Auxiliary <laughs> room. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah, I would, I would pay to watch to to go see stuff, for sure. No, oh, for sure. Okay, so we've got like five minutes before we have to wrap this up, and I have still, um, I want to give Carlos an opportunity to plug anything that he's working on. But before that, I want Richard and Channing to give me keep it tight, keyword tight, keep it tight, keep it right. One hot take from the first week in the NBA, and we'll see if uh, how Carlos feels about it. Rich, you go first. I think Cleveland is going to finish one or two in wins. I like Cleveland too. I forgot to say Cleveland. And I forgot to say Memphis. But Memphis is playing one leg right now. So, bro, I'm watching I'm watching Cleveland play right now. One or Cleveland. two in the East? I just think I think wins. Like again, again. Now hear me out. Look, Van Gundy, this is a nugget I heard from him. Boston or Philly has won more games in the regular season in the last 4 years. Boston has done better in the postseason just because you win three, four more games. Like last year, first and and fourth was decided by two and a half games. I'm not saying that they're going to go on a 60 win pace. I'm not saying they're going to go there. I just think that like when we look up, if you told me that Cleveland, again, Darius Garland is out now. And so Donovan Mitchell just goes for like 35, right? So it's like they have the depth and like, you know, Karis LeVert still, and and they have all the bigs. So that was the thing that they struggled with at the end of the year was that they didn't, they didn't have enough depth. And when guys got hurt, they didn't have enough, you know, moxie to deal with it. Now a player goes down and it's like, you got guys that can step up. Even if Donovan Mitchell doesn't, then you start Karis LeVert, Okoro, Garland. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's just, their team is that nice. So I think, from what I've seen, if they finish like one or two in win, they still don't right? have Ricky Rubio. Huh? No, and they still don't got Rubio. He and he'll be. That's what I'm saying. They have so much depth now that when Rubio comes back, you know, around probably around the first of the year, like, dude, they're gonna be rolling. So that's a yeah, hot that's take. My, that's my that's my way too early. Way too early. That's a hot take. That's way why I would love it. Channing, uh, I got Orlando in a top eight. In the East, you fucking smoke. I got Orlando in the top eight. <laughs> They're missing Markel Fultz. They're missing uh, Jonathan Don't Isaac. They're missing players. Don't Just, do it it's most. a hot take. It's the only spicy take. I like, I I like the take, but this is I like the take. They do have the talent. I could see that. They do have the coaching, and I want Carlos's pick. But they need to be tanking for Webinyama. Don't win, bro. <laughs> Don't win. Dude. 
Don't do they've been it. Tanking they just so many put out years. another it's notice. They're, they're not they're gonna, tanking, Rich. Oh, they're they're going to continue to be young. Care, bro. I mean, when are you going to start? Yeah. you know, winning and playing. I mean, to ne- I mean, Paolo looks one more nice, year. One more year. One more year. Next year you start. Nice. How many seven time. footers do you need, Richard? All of they them. Got Mo Bamba, Paolo, Jonathan Isaac. Look, I guarantee you, Cleveland right now would trade Evan Mobley and Jared Allen for Webinyama. Right now, they would trade hundred. I think I hundred percent think they would. I don't know, man. Jared. I mean, Jared is still young. Evan Mobley is nice. I know what you're saying. Richard. He's a combination of them both, bro. Okay, Carlos. I want to hear your thoughts because right? I'm heavy on the Webinyama trade or Webinyama trade or uh, train, not trade. I like his game. I like his game. He's gonna be nice. He's gonna be nice. Uh, he's playing with my young young boy over there in, in France, uh, Tremont Waters. Which plays for us in, okay. for Puerto Rico as well. He's our starting point guard for Puerto Rico as well. So yeah. I'm watching him play. Um, I got a take. I got a hot one. Give it yeah, to yeah, us. Yeah, it might that. kill me, but I really like the Knicks making the playoffs. I think they'll be the eighth seed. Oh, <laughs> hell no. <laughs> I think so. <laughs> Hell no! I think they'll be the Carlos. Eighth. That's called no. KYP. You knew how to get these two riled up. Well done. Oh. I think Look, if the if the Knicks are good, I give them the love. They just have never. They're not. They're they're rarely consistently they, talk aboutable. They played great talk the other day. The other day in Memphis and just stupid mistakes. Competed. They competed. competed at the end of the game. You know, it didn't allow them to you know put themselves in the, in the position of winning that game. But I think they'll grow. I think they have a you know a solid point guard. He'll continue to get better, um, and just, just shot selection, man. Got to you know they got to tweak it. They got to got to be a little bit better in, in decision making at the end of games. So they'll be fine. They're gonna be better than they were last year. They'll be better than they were last year. They'll be they'll... instead of a shark, they're gonna be a fart. <laughs> that damn shot selection it gets you every time. Well played, Channing. Um, okay, I loved all of those hot takes. And before we wrap this up, Carlos, I want to give you a chance and opportunity. Anything you're working on, anything you want to plug, push, uh, we welcome it all here. I, I'm on the low. I, you know, uh, I'm you're on ha- the low. yeah, I'm having a great time. Just uh, uh, you know, being with my kids on an everyday basis. You know, uh, when I was playing in Europe and playing in the NBA, I, I miss so much. You know. You guys know we travel so much that you know you you miss you know birthdays and first days of schools and all that stuff you know uh, so I, I I have fun uh, these days just taking my kids to school in the morning you know having my cafe con leche in the morning here in Miami the Cuban coffee I don't know if you guys have ever I, had I love a good Cuban yeah coffee. so. You know, I take my kids to school and I go, oh, and, you know, and you just it's just a little bit. You just have a little bit of it. Yeah. And I disappear and I just, you know, I'm just enjoying this this uh, part of my life. You know, aside from being the general manager for the national team, Puerto Rico and uh, and the doors opening for me with with the movie and all that and doing some music on the side and my businesses. I'm, I'm just having fun and I'm happy being retired. I can tell you that much. Well, there we Same go. Here. You are what we call the epitome of winning. So congratulations <laughs> to you. Kudos to you. Thank you, man. Uh, thank you for taking the time to join Road Trip. And, and again, shout out to your daughter. Congrats. Yes. Uh, thank go you. Flyers thank you so day, much. Every day. That's so awesome. Thank you so much, cool. man. That's thank another addition. Good seeing you guys, man. Good to see you, man. Man.